Welcome to All Caring Conversations. Your health and wellness matters. I'm your host, Tracy Dawn Brewer. Today's episode features a personal story from one of our wellness nurses, Jackie Middaw. Jackie is sharing her experience with Lyme disease. We hope you hear how she was diagnosed, and it offers some insight into how diligent you need to be not only to prevent it, but also get treatment. Thanks again, Jackie, for sharing your story with everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Alt Caring Conversations as we start our second quarter of 2023. Today, I'm so happy to bring you Jackie Middall. Jackie's a wellness nurse with our AltCare team. Today, we're going to discuss vector-borne illnesses with a special emphasis on Lyme disease. Welcome, Jackie. Hi. Hi. Jackie, could you share a little bit about your journey as an RN and your role at AltCare? Absolutely. So initially, I wanted to become a nurse after spending some time in the NICU. Um, my daughter, my youngest daughter had a bowel blockage that they found in utero and uh, spent a lot of time at the Akron Children's with the NICU nurses, and they were phenomenal. So after that, I started my career in um, healthcare as an aide in 2003 and realized how much more there was to nursing just by being like in the actual field. Fell in love with it and started my journey as an RN in 2010 as a psychiatric nurse. Uh, spent time in nursing homes, psychiatric facilities, hospitals, like a little bit of everything, home house. Loved every role I've ever had from floor nurse to administration. Loved them all. When I fell ill to Lyme disease in 2016, I was no longer able to work. So I spent a lot of time focused on health and wellness, trying okay. to figure that all out. And yeah. in 2022, I found the wellness position here at AltCare and absolutely fell in love with it. So as a wellness nurse, I have the opportunity to meet with individuals in person, telephonically, and through Altman Now. Um, and teach them individually about preventative ways to stay away from chronic illness and, and disease prevention. I also had the opportunity to teach classes, which is phenomenal. So again, it's more about disease management and things like that, but through lifestyle changes, but I absolutely love it. So I'm like living my dream now. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful experience that you bring to, you know, our members and to our team. So thank you for sharing. Going back to the, you know, broad definition of vector-borne uh, diseases, can you kind of share what that really is? I know there's probably some that our audience recognize and... I believe there are areas in the United States or actually in the world that some are more common than others. Can you identify those for us? Yes. So first, I want to start out by explaining what, what an actual vector is. So a vector is a living organism that can transmit infectious agents from an infected animal to another infected animal or human. So that kind of clears up how, I mean, yeah. where it's coming from. <laughs> um, but a vector-borne illness Vector-borne illnesses are caused by parasites, viruses, and bacteria, and uh, they are transmitted by the vector itself, generally by a bite. Um, mm -hmm. There are actually several common in Ohio. Some examples are black-legged ticks, which carry Lyme disease, um, American dog ticks, which carry Rocky Mountain spotted fever, 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Mosquitoes, which carry West Nile uh, virus, and then um, bats can carry rabies. So those are all considered vector-borne illnesses. They are all local to Ohio. Right. When you said that, those are all the ones that you can find in Ohio. And that that bite, is that the only way that that disease can be transmitted? Here's the thing is most often vector vector transmissions are from bites. Often from uh, an infected vector such as a tick, mosquito, or even a wild animal. But in some cases, it can be transmitted by water or air. But these are not prevalent in Ohio, mostly Mm mostly in underdeveloped countries. So can you contract a vector-borne illness from another person without that vector? Okay, so person-to-person transmission, right? extremely rare. Like it's almost unheard of. So I would say too difficult to actually say that that is something that would happen. Okay, so if you're really like full-blown dealing with that disease, you're not going to pass that over to, or it's just so, so rare. Right. Okay. You, it's not it's not like an airborne illness that you could right. cough or something like that. No, definitely not yeah. like that. How do you stay safe from these vector-borne diseases? Well, there are many strategies to stay safe from the vector-borne illnesses, but prevention is key. And that's mm-hmm. something that I want everybody to be mindful of. Uh, being mindful when going outdoors, especially in wooded or damp areas. Um, you, it's important to keep yards free from your fallen trees and leaves and as well as debris, um, like mm-hmm. laying tires or something like that can collect water and then mosquitoes can, it can be attracted. Yeah. Um, wearing appropriate protective clothing, like when you're out in the woods, be sure that you're covering, um, as much as your skin as possible. Um, also wearing a lighter color of clothing so you can actually visibly see the vector, um, oh. can help can also help with prevention. Um, Something else, there are yard treatments that you can purchase. Um, Also, local government and wildlife agencies do spray for mosquitoes and deliver oral oral rabies vaccines to wooded areas. So they do try to keep that all under control. Yeah, definitely seen those trucks come through our streets before. There's probably, you know, some symptoms that are, I don't want to say common between all those different illnesses that you shared, but are there some common symptoms that, you know, alert you that you may be infected? Actually, the most common through all, through all of them is a fever. So they do all vary a little. So each illness varies so that there is a variety of symptoms that an individual could experience. For example, Lyme disease is known for flu-like symptoms, such as body aches, headaches, fevers, things like that. Uh, West Nile is very similar to that, but that can include like vomiting and diarrhea as well. And rabies is also very similar, but this, this can actually cause hallucinations. So those, mm. those are some things that you can be watching for. Okay. Yeah. Those do vary. Definitely. Our program today is brought to you by our online health library. Visit altcare.com member resources and the health and wellness page. There you will find a link to our online health library, which is a self-service resource to help you research many health questions, including vector borne illnesses. Always contact your provider with health concerns and relay as much information as possible about your condition. How does the medical field identify one of these diseases? You know, are there specific tests for these? There are very specific tests. So you can't go 
like to the hospital and get a general blood panel and get a diagnosis. Gotcha. So there's a very specific blood test. And there are also tests um, that they do on your cerebral spinal fluid that will give them the results, whether or not you have one of the illnesses. Okay. So as we were preparing for our discussion, you shared you have a personal story with a vector-borne disease, and you mentioned at the top of it, it's Lyme disease. Can you share your experience with our audience? In 2016, shortly after a pool party for my daughter's graduation, I fell ill. I had headaches, body aches, a little bit of nausea, and I was unable to drive. So my daughter took me to the emergency room, and, and I was treated for a concussion and sent home. I had been bumped in the head because we were at a water park and I had a water slide and I got bumped in the head. So they just assumed that it was, they did regular blood work because of my symptoms with the headache and not really, and kind of nauseous. They diagnosed me with a concussion, uh, treated me and sent me home. By three days later, I was unable to get out of bed or do any of my own self-care. So oh, wow. again, my daughter packed me up in the car and took me to urgent care. So we found, um, when we were there, they found some minimal swelling on my left leg and I was treated for cellulitis with an antibiotic and steroid. I was super excited because honestly, I thought they figured out what was wrong with me because I started feeling better. So after my seven-day treatment of antibiotics and steroids, I then again started feeling sick again. So I called my PCP and waited for my appointment. And after a few days, I developed a condition called Bell's palsy. Um, that is where your um, face goes kind of numb and you get some facial drooping and things. As uh, so this often is caused by prolonged exposure to pathogens. When I was finally summoned by my provider, she asked if she could do a specialized test, and I agreed. So by the next day, my results were in, and I finally had my answer. I was positive for Lyme disease. So <laughs> I then started multiple rounds of antibiotics and steroids until I finally got relief. That is incredible. It was oh quite goodness. That is so. I'm I'm not familiar with Lyme disease. Is this something that you will have to battle like for the rest of your life? My experience is a lot different than most. Very well known. known. It was quite a while ago. Because of the length of time I had it, yeah. I have a lot of residual um, right. issues. Not necessarily Lyme disease itself, but I now have a lot of intolerances, uh, gluten, dairy, sugar, uh, what's considered to be severe arthritis which I never had any issues with before. So things like that. Um, Lyme disease itself, I don't really have. I just experienced a lot of symptoms. The best way to attack Lyme disease and not have residual is get that treatment first thing. If you were yeah. bit by a tick, if you have the bullseye mark, if you have swelling, go get the treatment. Um, because then that, if you have early treatment, then you're not going to have residual effects. Okay. Okay. So did they finally see that mark on your leg? Is that where the tick had ever found the, the mark? I did have many weeks before went hiding, hiking with my daughter and there was a small tick on the inside of between, in between two of my toes. I had shoes and socks on completely covered. Wow. Jackie. And that is the only tick that I know of that I was bit by. <laughs> Wow. And so that was even before the water park. Right. So literally wow. I was bit probably at least three weeks 
before I got really bad symptoms. That's incredible. Wow. That is such a story. Like you said, it really wasn't a well-known condition at the time. And I do hear it quite often in the news now. And so what other additional information do you feel the community needs to know? I really just want people to know that they need to be aware of their surroundings. Like if they are out, whether it be in their yard, even yards in town, late Mm -hmm. in the evening, you can be bit by a mosquito. Like just know your surroundings. Know, go on the websites, the Ohio Department of Health website. They have information on vector-borne illnesses for our area. Like educate yourself to what's going on in your area. Um, and if you are on like in town and have like a spray schedule, if you're, if your area hasn't been treated in a while, just be aware, you know, like you need to be cognitive of your surroundings and mm-hmm. really understand, like if you're been out and you're really not feeling well, that you really need to pay attention to that. You, you know, shared with me that you really changed the way you take, you've taken care of yourself based on this whole experience. Yes. My whole entire life has changed. <laughs> Um, because I took so much time off work because of how long I had to ha- be in treatment and things like that. Yeah. Um, so like I started a whole new career cleaning up my nutrition. So yeah. I really focus on clean eating because processed foods generally are inflammatory foods and, yeah. um, and that really affects the, the, the arthritis. I mean, you being an RN also, you know, you know the right things to do, but everybody sometimes like, yep, this is the change I needed. <laughs> I get it. Well, it was a hard decision because I was actually an administrator when I got sick and I was like, okay. I cannot do this work anymore because administration is such a stressful position. But like now I have the opportunity to share my stories and help people. I literally started my wellness journey in 2018. I have that perspective to help people and I really love it. I'm glad that you're with us. So you mentioned that one resource with the the state. Are there any other resources that you can share that would be helpful? Visit the Ohio Department of Natural Resources and the Ohio Department of Health. Both of those have information, Um, especially if you like hiking or anything like that. The Ohio Department of Natural Resources huge, huge resource. Yeah. We're definitely in the season to talk about all of these. So very timely topic. Yeah. (laughs) The weather is changing. We're in Ohio. The weather changes daily, hourly. (laughs) I mean, um, something that a lot of people don't realize about ticks is they are actually active all year long. Really? I didn't know that. So they they are underneath the leaves, even in the wintertime, they can be active if the temperature is high enough. So they're, they're out there. Well, thank you again. You know, we really need to be vigilant against ticks and mosquitoes and all of this information is so good for you to share your knowledge and your personal experience. I just can't appreciate that enough. And I really hope you still continue to feel well and stay healthy and, um, and teach all of our members everything that you know. So thanks, Jackie. I appreciate it. I want to thank you for allowing me to bring this topic to the listeners because it is so important to me. And I really hope that the discussion and me sharing my personal story will help bring awareness to the topic and helps other individuals maybe get earlier, earlier diagnosis than I am. Yeah. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you.